Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Praise God. Well, today the title of my message is entitled, End Zone Living. End Zone Living. You know, it just so happens to be Super Bowl Sunday, and, and uh, the Lord put this, this message on my heart today to talk about end zone living. And how many know it's hard to get to the end zone? There's always a struggle, there's always an obstacle that comes upon us to get to the end zone. As a football player, there's many things that come against them uh, to, to get to the end zone. There's always a struggle to get to the end zone. Even if there's a load on your back. How many know as a Christian, it's hard to make it whenever there's loads on our back? The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter number 6 and verse number 11, the Bible says, But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, good God, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Verse number 12, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Today, I just want to welcome you to Super Bowl Sunday. This worship service this time to, to press in on God, to lean in on God. The one Sunday a year, all Americans and all large part of the world watches football. People will tune into the game today that haven't watched a game all season. The Super Bowl is the biggest game of the year, but... For some of us, it's a great opportunity to simply get together with friends and families, watch commercials, and eat good food. Although I always enjoy watching parts of the game, I actually see. For those who are avid football fans, you know what I'm talking about. Let me just share this story about a... Uh, a guy who took his blonde girlfriend to her first football game. They had great seats right behind their team's bench. After the game, he asked her how she liked that experience. Oh, I really liked it, she replied, but I just couldn't understand why they were killing each other over 25 cents. Dunfounded, her date asked, What do you mean? Well, they flipped a coin, one team got it, and then the rest of the game, all they kept screaming was, Get the quarterback! Get the quarterback! <laughs> it's only 25 cents! For those of you that don't even have a clue what the game is all about, let me just sum it up for you, okay? 
Some of you may not even know what football's about. But let me sum it up. There's two teams, a ball, the end zone, get the ball to the end zone. And get it there as many times as possible, per, preferably more than the other team. That's football. You just got to get the ball in the end zone. All the timeouts, all the penalties, plays are just side issues from two teams, one ball. Get the ball in the end zone. Now, while you are trying to get the ball in the end zone, there are forces fighting against you. There are tackles when they drop you to the ground. There are fumbles when you drop the ball and the other team gets it. There are missed passes and failed plays. Sometimes you make a little progress. Sometimes you make a lot of progress. Sometimes there are setbacks. But the point is to gain as much yardage as you can. As much yardage, push your way towards the end zone. The purpose of the game is to get the ball in the end zone. That's all it's about. To get the ball in the end zone. The best teams and the best players never give their minds off the end zone. Just like this video that we just watched. Even though Brock was blindfolded. He kept persevering. You know why? Because he kept hearing the coach's voice saying, you can do it. Keep going. Keep going. Can I tell somebody today, we need to listen to the coach's voice. The coach's voice is God. We need to begin to listen to his voice. And when we begin to listen to his voice, we begin to make the right choices. We keep push, persevering to the end zone. Somebody today, it's time to make it to the end zone. Come on, are you with me today? We need to make it to the end zone. Their purpose is the end zone. That's what their purpose is. You could say that this guy, these guys are living for the end zone. That's exactly what we're living for. We're living for the end zone in the spiritual realm. That's what football is all about, is get the ball in the end zone. That's what the Super Bowl is about. Get the ball in the end zone. I'm hoping this team right here will make it in the end zone quite a few times. It's going to be a struggle. Because there's another team that's just as good as that team. It's a huge game with lots of money at stake. Lots of trophies and of course bragging rights. But, at the, just, but in just the end, eight months after... All of this has taken place. You're going to forget about the Super Bowl because you're going to try for another Super Bowl. There's going to be another goal in, in place. We, what we are doing this morning, on the other hand, is not a game. Church and Christianity is not a game. It's talking about eternity. Eternity. 
We're talking today in the church about eternity. Our end zone is eternity. Come on, tap your neighbor and tell them eternity. We're after eternity. Someone once said that this life is preparation for eternity. This life today is preparation for eternity. Eternity is the ultimate end zone in our life. In many ways, we are so are to be focused on the end zone living as well as we, we look at the eternal life in Jesus Christ. Just like the children got up here and shared their memory verses. John 3.16 For God so loved the world. Come on, children, help me out. For God so loved the world. Come on. That He gave His one and only Son. That whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. Life is about Eternity. Making it to the end zone. The end zone is eternity. That's why we are challenged in 1 Timothy chapter number 6 to run hard and fast in faith. Size the eternal life and the life we were called to. Each one of us have a plan. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for each one of us. He has a purpose for each one of us. That's why in Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope for your future. What's your future? Your future is eternity. Your future is what's your end zone. Your end zone is eternity. And that's what the Lord wants us to focus on today. It's not going to be easy. Come on, some of you, it wasn't easy for you to even get here today. <laughs> Miss Debbie texted me and said, hey, I'm going to be a little bit late. And I said, it's okay. We're, we're hitting every red light. We're going to be late too. <laughs> we're going to hit every... You know, it's a struggle. A Christian walk is a struggle. It's not easy. Because we have an enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill your family. He wants to destroy your family. That's what he's after. He's after to kill, steal, and destroy. Not only your family, but he's after you. Because the Bible says in John 10.10, 10, The thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. But I love what Jesus says. He backs it up. His word will back up. Every, every decision that we have in our life. Because in that same scripture, he says, I come. Come on. This is what Jesus says. I come. You know what Jesus is saying? He's saying, Brock, you can make it to the end zone. Brock didn't know he was going to the end zone. He thought he was just going to the 50-yard line. Today, you may just think you're going to the 50-yard line. But can I tell somebody today? Jesus is saying, I come. Come on, he's pushing us today, telling us and giving us hope today for eternal, eternal life. He's saying today, I come that you may have life and life to the full. God wants somebody to know today, he gave his son for you today so that you can have life. You may say, well, but if you only knew what I'm going through right now, 
But just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I don't go through things. Come on, are you with me today? Uh, just because just because I'm up here preaching the word of God doesn't mean, you know, sometimes I have to go through the sermon before I deliver the sermon. Come on. Uh, we go through the same struggles you do. It's not easy. Hallelujah. But, you know, whenever you have God on your side. He helps you right along the way. He cheers you along. When, you, when, you're, when you're down and out, you need to lift up the Word of God and get the Word of God. Open it up and the Word of God will encourage you. It will push you to the next level. It, it, the setback that you're in is just a setup for the comeback that you're about to go through. Because God says there's a breakthrough on the horizon. And God is about to bring forth a breakthrough in your life today. Because today our focus is not just on the end zone, but it's on eternal life. Hallelujah. We, we had just gotten back from two weeks of being in Colorado. And, and we, we were busy the whole time because we preached the word. We were in three different churches preaching the word of God. And there was nine people that gave their heart to Jesus Christ. Come on, are you with me today? Nine people. And, and it didn't stop there. Because on the last day we found out... That whenever we led that last person, that last couple to the Lord, there was a lady in the church that heard what we said. And the words that we said was, go tell somebody what just happened to you. That's what we told this couple. Go tell somebody what just happened to you. And when she heard that, she, that afternoon she gets a phone call from one of her relatives. And that relative said, I need Jesus in my heart. She led that relative to the Lord. And this is what she told that relative. Go tell somebody what just happened. That young man went and told somebody. And whenever he went and told that, that individual. Called this lady back and said. This, the person that I just told. Needs to talk to you. So they, they got in communication. And on the other end of the line coach. Something happened. The woman started crying. And she said, I need the same Jesus that he got. Because I need him to turn my life around. And she ended up accepting Jesus as her personal Savior. To God be the glory. See, the focus is on eternity. And not just an end zone today. Hallelujah. It's about eternity. There's something that happens in eternity when we come to know him. Many, many angels in heaven. 10,000 angels rejoice over that one soul. But there's a challenge for everyone. See, everyone that we led to the Lord while we were gone, they experienced a challenge. To even get to the church that they were at, that we were at, there was a challenge. How does, end zone, how does one practice end zone living? You have, have you ever noticed the players when they make it to the end zone? There's a great celebration. There's a great celebration. They dance, they get together with their teammates, and they make a big deal about fulfilling a touchdown. 
They get together. They get excited. <laughs> Nothing else matters but making it to the end zone. But how do you get to the end zone? And now I want to talk about football just for a moment. We're talking about making it to the eternal purpose. Fulfilling our eternal purpose for Jesus Christ. Well, to make it to the end zone, you have to gain yardage. I remember my mom growing up. She was a football fanatic. I mean, she loved the Kansas City Chiefs. This was her guy that she liked. This was the quarterback of the very first Super Bowl. Lenny Dawson. They lost that year, but they came back and they ended up winning a couple years later. But that was her favorite player. And I remember her watching it. And I mean, she would get so involved in it. She kind of scared me when she got watching the Kansas City Chiefs. Because, I mean, they would take the ball, they would hand it off to the running back, and the running back wouldn't even get a yard. He would run right up the middle and get tackled. And my mom would go, I'm, I, that's it, I'm calling the coach. I thought she really had the number. <laughs> she goes, I'm going to call the coach. And man, she'd go grab the phone and act like she was, I was just like, Mom, oh, no, 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 no. But she got excited about that ball trying to get into the end zone. You know, we need to get excited about revival that is about to break out across this land. Because God says there's eternity that is about to happen for some people in, in this world. And we need to get our eyes focused on Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Knowing that He will give you life more and forever and ever and ever and eternity for eternity we need to get a little excited about the kingdom amen one of the greatest stories of football happened on new year's day in 1929 at the rose bowl the teams were georgia tech and the university of california the teams were scoreless in the second quarter when Georgia Tech's John Thomason, nicknamed Stumpy, fumbled and dropped the ball. That's when one of the US, UC players recovered the ball, began running, but in the confusion of being grabbed at, shoved and tackled the player, Roy Riggles, got turned around and disoriented. That's when it happened. He started running the wrong way. Toward the opposite end of the field. To the other team's end zone. If it hadn't been for the quick thinking of a teammate who finally caught up with Regal's just one yard from making a touchdown for the other team, the outcome would have been worse. As it was, Georgia Tech won the game 8-7. to seven. See, that's exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants to get you disoriented. 
He wants you to get you twisted around, not knowing the direction you need to go. And you come in with all this confusion. But the Lord says, I want to turn things around for you today. God is about to do a shift in your life. And God, maybe it might be me tackling you at the one yard line. Before you get in the wrong end zone. Come on, are you with me today? I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to spend eternity with the Father. I want you to spend eternity with Jesus Christ today. Uh, God wants you to get your focus back. Come on, are you? That's why we're here today, to get our focus back. We need to get our focus on the end zone today, the eternity today. Hallelujah. We need to keep our focus. On the prize. In 1 Timothy chapter number 6. The apostle Paul writes this. But goodness. With contentment. Is great gain. But people who long. To be rich. Fall into temptation. And are trapped by foolish and harmless desires. That plunge them into ruin and destruction. What he is telling us is when we focus on godly things, we gain yardage. But when our eyes get off of Jesus, we lose yardage. We end up with setbacks. Have you ever felt like you've taken one step forward and three steps backwards? You need to question yourself today. Is my eyes on the prize? Is my eyes on the end zone? Is my eyes on eternity with the Father? See, serving God doesn't make us very rich if we are satisfied with what we have. Have you ever thought about being rich? Someone once asked a powerful and rich man how much was enough. His answer was this. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. See people. Who the world assumes. Are rich. Are usually trying to get richer. When is enough enough. But the, the apostle Paul tells us. That serving God. Makes us. Very rich. Come on, can I just say that again? Serving God makes us very rich. How does that make us very rich? The Bible says in Haggai chapter number two, he owns the silver and he owns the gold. Do you know what that means? He's owner of everything. And we're seeking out after riches of the world, but God wants us to seek out riches of the world that is out of this world, which is eternity, which is heaven, which is a place where whenever we walk on those streets of gold, come on, not asphalt anymore, not the chug holes in Oklahoma anymore. We're talking about streets of gold. Paved with gold. I mean, that's how rich our God is. We got people right now that are digging for gold. 
And if they get a couple ounces, they're excited about a couple ounces. But guess what? We're going to be walking on streets of gold. We need to get our focus on eternity. On eternity. Hallelujah. To get to the end zone. Number one. If you want to write down points, I'm going to give you these today. To get to the end zone, you have to focus on the end zone. Number one, end zone living means living to serve God. End zone living means living to serve God. We've got to live to serve God. Every day, we have to live to serve God. That's what it means to pursue righteousness and godliness. It means to be focused entirely on God's promises. God's promises are yes and they are amen. I, I, I don't care what you're going through in life today. God has the answer for you right here in the book. Come on, how many believe in the book? How many believe in his word? If you believe in His Word, His Word will not return to you empty. If you come in with sickness today, I believe you're going to leave in healing today. But we were in, in uh, Montrose, Colorado, preaching the Word. A man came up. He was deaf in his left ear for seven years. Could not hear out of his left ear. All we did was pray the prayer of faith over him. We did what the word said. Come on, are you with me today? We did what the word said. Slowly, his ears started opening up. He could start hearing my voice. He could start hearing what I was saying. The next night, he came to the revival and he said, This morning I woke up and my ear was totally open. To God be the glory. Uh, can I tell you, that just happened. <laughs> So God's word will not return to us empty. We prayed for another man that had a, a, a crutch. Uh, what, do you, what do you call that? A cane. Couldn't think of what it was called. He had a cane and he couldn't, he couldn't lift up his, his right, right foot. or I think it was his right foot. He couldn't lift it up at all. He had to walk with a shuffle with that cane. All we did was pray the prayer of faith over this man. After we prayed the prayer of faith, he tossed his cane to the side. He lifted up his foot. He walked up on the podium, behind the podium, walked up the stairs. The stairs were about four, four stairs high. I, I was like, is this, is this really happening? And did he really get healed? And you know how I found out he really got healed? I looked over at a woman that was sitting on the front row. It was his daughter-in-law. And she was bawling like a baby. And I went over to her. I said, how are you related to him? She said, I'm, I'm his daughter-in-law. I said, could he do this before? And she was burst into tears and said, he could not raise his foot. And God totally healed his body right there. See, all we have to do is keep our eye on the prize. We've got to grab a hold of the promises of God because his promises are yes and amen. Now, it wasn't us that did it. It was God that did it. He's the miracle way maker. 
End zone living means living to serve God. Number two, end zone living means living consistently. Let me break that down for you today. End zone living means living consistently. What that means is you need to give up your right to be right. Come on, that's going to be tough for some of you today. You've got to give up your right to be right. You've got to live consistently. You've got to give it all to God. That's why he says in, in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. God's saying, put him, number one, in your life. And he will bless everything else. He will bless everything else. Everything that you put your hand to, he will bless it. But you've got to put him number one. You've got to live consistently. You've got to live consistently. That's what was happening to that man, that young man in that video. He was, he was living consistently. He was listening to his coach. He couldn't see where he was going. He didn't realize how far along he actually was getting. He only knew where he was headed to, and that was the 50-yard line. But he didn't realize he went the extra mile. That's living consistently. He went the extra mile. And when he, his face hit the ground, his face was in the end zone. We got to live consistently. We got to live to serve God. We got to live consistently. And number three, end zone living means living patiently. Living patiently. We got to live patiently. How many know sometimes it's hard to do that in the society that we live in today is to live patiently. <laughs> Just go to the store. And look at the lines on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, it's hard to walk in patience, isn't it? Come on. Am I the only one that goes to the store on Saturday? Well, I did this week. I had to walk patiently. I had to walk patiently. Because I go to the, I go to the uh, uh, checkout and the lady goes, well, I can't check you out here. She knew I was a pastor too, and man, that was, that was hard. Man, I had to walk patiently yesterday. And then I went to the next checkout, and man, she wasn't any, even any happier than the first one. I'm like, oh Lord, what are you doing to me? He says, I'm preparing you for your message. How are you going to react? You've got to live patiently. Somebody today, you have to live patiently. Because patience, when we have patience, it takes us to the next level. The Bible says in James chapter number one and verse number two, it says, count it all joy. Ooh. That's hard to tell somebody whenever they're not patient. Count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. Because the testing of your faith develops perseverance, develops patience. And then patience takes the next level. It brings that great joy that's inside of our heart. 
So today, I just wanted to share these three points with you. End zone living means, number one, living to serve God. Number two, living consistently. And number three, living patiently. We have to live patiently for the Lord if we want to make it to the end zone. Even though we're going to be watching a Super Bowl this afternoon, some of us are. Some of us are just going to watch the commercials. Some of us are just going to eat. Some of us are just going to have fun. We're going to be watching it, ain't we, Andrea? <laughs> Some of us are... We've got to recognize, and why you're watching it, know that people are trying to make it to the end zone as many times as they can. And, and I want you to see something today. End zone living means we got to serve God. It's not going to be easy for those teams to make it to the end zone. It's, it's not easy for us to make it to the end zone. Because we have so many setbacks. We have so many setbacks. We have those things that push your buttons. Like going to a store on Saturday afternoon. They push your buttons. Why did I say I wanted to go? But God had, had other things to show me that I needed patience. I need some patience. Uh, somebody today, you need some patience today. And the only way you're going to get patience is you've got to turn it all over to God. You've got to cast your care upon him because he cares for you. Sir, he cares for you. He loves you. And he wants you to have eternity with him. Somebody today, you need to hear this word today. He wants you to have eternity with him. This is what end zone living is all about. Is we got to keep our eye on the prize. Those football players, they're going to keep their eye on the prize. They're going to keep their eye on the end zone. They're going to run to the end zone. Some aren't going to make it. But they're going to run to the end zone. But they're going to do their part. Come on, they're going to do their part. They may not be the one dancing in the end zone because they made the touchdown, but they got to do their part. That's the same way with us as Christians. We got to do our part. We got to encourage one another. I'm here today to encourage you in the Lord. I'm here to encourage you in the Lord. Let's make it to the end zone. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.